0: There is no of Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, wishing you a Happy New Year and here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Casting my mind back over the past year or two years now, we've had some really fascinating guests and the range of subjects covered is really quite remarkable. You know, we've had people talking about peat-free compost, composted bark, the latest in the best of apples with uh, Ming Yang, how to buy a Christmas tree, Amanda Sizer Barrett of uh, Garden X... Uh, you know, talking about what the future is as far as uh, import and export is concerned. We've had all kinds of retailers, Neil Gow from Fresh at Burcott, Tim Clapp with uh, B&Q and the launch of that downy, disease-resistant, busy Lizzie Amara. Peter Freeman, who travels widely for Thompson and Morgan, talking about all the new and exciting things that are coming, and John Gibson, you know, who was in the sea trade up in Liverpool, when all the peas and beans were shipped in there in the past for companies like Bee's and Cuthberts. Going, oh, Keeley Watson from Elsom's, you know, and what they're doing. I was interested to see one of the food programmes just before Christmas talking about sprouts and one of Keeley's colleagues had to present a tasting the old type Brussels sprout that was really quite bitter and strong and the modern Brussels sprouts which are really quite sweet. Uh, you know, Margaret Robinson was telling us how to grow big onions, and Paul Jackson was uh, talking about how young people were trained at the Rochford House Plant Company some 50 or 60 years ago. We heard from David Milas, too, about uh, the uh, Rhododendron and Magnolia Society and the magnolias being planted in Canterbury Cathedral. Adam Rigglesworth was talking about dahlias. A very big thank you to all those people who've joined us over the past two years and given us the benefit of their experience. We'll keep working away, hoping to tempt uh, some more in the next few months. Well, it's New Year. Greetings to everyone, to uh, all our listeners, including Bob and Chris in Spain. Oh, and Dick and Jane with their new grandchild in Boston, USA. Uh, John and Miranda in Australia. Goodness, it's surprising uh, how our words spread round the world. A quick uh, word or two of advice, especially to Phil and Carol, who are at uh, Geelong near Melbourne, I think, in Australia, who wanted advice on an espalier apple have to be careful with my thinking because they're all upside down now it's high summer there isn't it but I mean if you want to grow an espalier apple it's fairly straightforward you start off with a one-year-old tree which is just a single stem straight up and you cut it just above where you want the first tier of branches to come because it's going to grow in two dimensions And and if it's a really good, healthy, well-rooted tree, it should make at least three shoots from just below that cut. One of them you train straight up to continue the trunk, and the two other strongest are trained out horizontally at 90 degrees in opposite directions. That makes the first tier of the espalier. And then next year, the next winter, with luck, the centre straight piece... Uh, will have grown quite strongly and you cut that back at about a foot to uh, 15 inches and with luck you'll get three shoots to grow from that and once again you can train two out sideways and one up the middle and keep doing that uh, until you've got the height and the number of branches that you want. I have to tell you that it does take a little time and patience to tie them Once those side branches start to grow, they've got to be tied down about every 14 days or so. Otherwise, they'll immediately start to grow upwards and the whole system goes sideways. So it does take some patience. I hope in the next few weeks we'll be able to do a little video on training espaliers. I need to speak to Chris Bradley, who helps me with that, and see if we can't get something online with how to prune apples. There's one thing too I must remind you, uh, the artificial lighting at Kew Gardens is really quite spectacular, uh, and that ends on the 5th of January, so you've just got two days left uh, if you were going to include a visit to that in the evenings. I'm quite uh, pleased and excited because going out into the garden uh, yesterday, I noticed the first colour on the winter aconites, You know, the yellow flower petals are just beginning to open. One of the early signs of uh, spring It has been very mild, of course, uh, and uh, all of those spring plants are on the move, and the aconites in my garden should be uh, in full colour in a matter of a week or two. I hear that a handful of uh, hazelnuts a day can help to ward off Alzheimer's disease according to the latest research from the Oregon State University in the States. Actually, if you read the small print, uh, the research was funded by the Hazelnut Marketing Board of Oregon, so perhaps we should be a bit careful about uh, the results. But I am very interested to read that uh, if you eat hazelnuts, few each day, then it helps with uh, a number of micronutrients. It shows that... uh, the glucose decreased in the blood and the bad cholesterols were reduced. So if you've had a nice bowl of uh, hazelnuts over Christmas, then you can feel quite virtuous if you eat a few of those every day. Actually, uh, if you've got the space in the garden, it's always worth uh, planting a few hazelnuts. I find them very useful. I've got one little corner where not much else can grow. It's a bit shaded. And I've planted a couple of hazelnuts And then, of course, they grow quite straight and they're very useful to provide pea sticks, bean poles and even a bit of brush to support tall, herbaceous plants. The uh, flower rangers and florists also like uh, the twisted or contorted hazel, Corylus contorta, commonly known as the Harry Lauder's walking stick, although I suppose few people will remember who Harry Lauder was. Uh, used to perform on the musicals with a stick that was all twisted and contorted. But uh, the Coralus Contorter will produce nuts. Uh, and of course, as you uh, prune it back, if it gets a bit too big, then you've got those bare twisted branches that are favourites of uh, the floral rangers. While well, I'm talking about uh, flowers and flower arranging, uh, Wetman's Pinks down in Devon have those new taller garden pinks. And every week, even today, I've been able to uh, wear a a red carpet. Dianthus, dark red, there's three of them, there's a pink and a white variety, and they'll be very useful as cut flower suppliers. At the Garden Media Guild annual general meeting, subject was raised on the lack of gardening programmes on TV. Why do they all stop in the autumn? and not start again until the spring, was the question. I mean, plants don't stop growing. Gardeners don't stop gardening. And school gardens, for example, operate from September through to July. So why on earth is there no gardening in the winter? I mean, we have countless cookery programmes, day and evening. And, I mean, they have to cook stuff that we've grown. So why can't there be... uh, a little bit of time spent, when we as gardeners have time sitting indoors in the dark and can't garden outside to watch stuff on the television. Doesn't make any sense. At the GMG, it was suggested that gardening programs from overseas could be shown. I mean, from November to March, if you're in New Zealand, Australia and South Africa, uh, you'll be gardening in the spring and the summer. And it would be uh, certainly interesting to see how people in the Southern Hemisphere garden, what they grow and how they grow it. doesn't make any sense to me that we have no TV gardening to speak of uh, right through the winter. There is news coming through from the Chelsea Flower Show. Four exhibits with uh, children gardening will be in the big pavilion. The charity Green Fingers that raises money for uh, children's hospices uh, that actually constructs gardens at those premises. They will have a garden to focus attention on their work. The Horticultural Trades Association will have uh, a garden that's designed and built by Chris Collins, you know, the former Blue Peter gardener. So they'll be looking to what children can do. The Montessori teaching system, they have an exhibit. And Idverde. Plus, there's also a rumour that the Royal Children will be involved in a show feature in the Great Pavilion. Seems to be a lot of secrecy about that. So it'll be interesting to hear in February when the RHS announce all their plans just how the uh, Royal Children are going to be involved at Chelsea. Thanks again to Sutton Seeds of Torquay sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,